guess, tell people outside. So he talks about the fact that Rebekah wasn't Chayshish, he wasn't Makbid, but others were are, are Makbid on this, and they don't want to be Paiseach Peh to, uh, to Satan. And uh, you see that some cipher was already was already Chayshish uh, for this. And many of the yeshivas, this is quoted that, that people don't learn, don't learn these halachas, they stay away from Moed Katan. And uh, when you look into the Paiskim, the Paiskim were very against this. Say for Hasidim in source number two says, El v'lachas ha-mitzvah ha-doyma l'meis mitzvah, she'en la What? Source number two. The beginning, the beginning. Shatira mitzvah b'zuya o-torah she'en la oskin. Sefer Hasidim talks about a situation where people aren't doing another mitzvah. You have the ability to, revo- to, to, to be involved with the meis mitzvah. Shabnei Adam loimdim moyed the seder nashim talmud sefer kachim imtirish ein choshen lilmod moyed cotton uperik mishemesu ata talamdim to kabel schar gadol connected kulam kihem dugas meis mitzvah. It's a famous story with, uh, with the chavetz chaim. I think that. Uh, What's well, the story that the Moi Cotton came to a person in a dream and he said, like, you, Imamish came to him, that, like, you, you were, you were Mamish Kaiver and Mace Mitzvah. I don't remember the details of the story. It's an amazing story that a person who learned Moi Cotton again and again, and that was his Masechta, that the Masechta Moi Cotton came to him in a dream. I think, I think the Chavetz Chaim has it in one of the Akdamas of his farm. I, I forget the details. But uh, it's the same idea of the Sefer HaChazik. You know the story? You know the story? It's Chagiga? Ah, was So one of the so the so the Sefer Chassidim is saying the, the same story. What was the story? Yeah, right. A woman. Her, she said her name was Chagiga. Right. So there, there's certainly mudim that are that are forgotten that are that that, that are that are considered meis mitzvah, and you have a special schus when you learn them. So that's Moid Kotner and Parak Mishemesu is in Yone Avelus is in Yone in Yone which is very important halachos. So now we do this. Should be makdim rabbi say chas v'shalom. This shouldn't be. We shouldn't chas v'shalom ever need this, and no one should uh, should ever ever uh, you know lemaisa use any of these halachos. But lemaisa Torah he the lumod on itzrichim, and we have to learn Hashem's Torah. We have to understand you know all of what Hakadosh Baruch Hu is about in order to get the complete picture, and that's why we are we are learning this. Similarly, in Alicha Shlomo, in source number three, Ubedaver Limad Alchos Avel, B'Sef Misach Moikotin Shariyimos Hashana Haisedas Rabenu De'ein Limana Mikach Klal B'Shaymer Mitzul Yedivara. Since there's no hesitation, person should learn this. Learn this again. The end. Underline Berabimin Amen Hikim Shnis Rashlu Einlim Yusoid Bar B'Divrei Apoiskim B'Loy Nesaris Menam Manam Migdolei Hara Meidachisa Rakim Mabim Meikare Alochus Shnis Bar B'Shulchan Aruch When I Zikem. This rope from Yichosi Yadio Mikol Yisrael. So first of all, he says there's no Yuso, there's no foundation on not to learn these halachos. And Nebuch, it's 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 a it's it's a it's a it's a Rachmanus that people don't know these halachos, and it's very loose in Klal Yisrael, and people aren't bekiim in this because of this this idea that it's perhaps going to be a bad simon for you to learn these halachos. Similarly, Ramayshe writes in source number four. You have to know the entire Torah. Finally, the Yalkid Yosef writes, Amnam Terem Echolosif Exiva Sefer. Let's skip. Ayan we lichtei Vasefer Kimanda Loikapav Loikabdinah Ba'adeh. Person who is not makdim, you don't have to be worry about it. Ubeschus Alimer B'Diyano Avelos Hashem Yisbarak Lo Yavinu Chasav Shalom Lidezeh. Something we're all familiar with in this time period, that the greatest schus for everyone in Eretz Yisrael and for all of us in this time of anti-Semitism is through the Torah Kedusha. It's agune and it's matzle. Be'ezus Hashem, the schus of Torah, it should never be relevant for anyone of us. And the Mirza Hashem, it should be a schus for all of Yisrael. We should see Yeshua's. So as I said before, Rabbi, so we're going to go out of order. We're going to come back to the halachos of Vidoy and the halachos of Goises, but in order not to inconvenience anyone, who, uh, and I appreciate that Adi's setting this up and, and Adam for what they're doing. So we're going to see two videos that are relevant to the Limud. One of the videos is going to be a little background of some of the signs about... Um, 
brain death and different malfunctions in the brain, different type of situations and their implications on halacha, what is the possibility of death, which part, which part of the brain malfunctioning could be even enter into the realm of being considered death, and which is for sure not death. And then, Emir Tzayshem, we're going to see a second video, which is really going to give away a lot of the surprises, but getting some of the juice. Because Emir Tzayshem, tonight, hopefully if we have time, we're going to see the heavy, heavy debate about whether or not there is an option of brain death, and what was Rav Moshe's opinion when it comes to brain death, as Rav Tendler, his son-in-law, and Rav David Feinstein uh, claimed that his shita was that brain death was actual death. End-of-life medical issues can be confusing for the average person. Many people use terms like brain death, coma, and vegetative state interchangeably when they are not interchangeable. A patient whose brain is dead is dead, while a patient who is in a coma or vegetative state is alive and sometimes can recover. Let's try to understand these terms. The brain consists mainly of two parts, the cortex and the brainstem. The cortex allows us to feel, think, and speak, while the brainstem controls breathing and also plays a critical role in human consciousness. Say someone gets into an accident. If his cortex is damaged, he can fall into a coma or a vegetative state, which are both just different forms of unconsciousness. As long as his brainstem, the seat of human consciousness, is undamaged, he can still breathe on his own. Typically, however, to make it even easier for the patient to breathe, he is attached to a ventilator. And as we said, it's possible to recover from both vegetative state and coma. By contrast, brain death is not merely a form of unconsciousness, it is death. Outside the hospital, if a person's brain dies, he can't breathe and his heart and all other organs die within a few minutes of the death of the brain due to oxygen deprivation. And yet, in the hospital, in certain rare cases, even when a human being is dead, his heart and his other organs can still function. How can that be? The answer? Technology. In cases where the comatose or vegetative patient had been connected to a ventilator and then afterwards the whole brain dies, the heart keeps beating because it is artificially getting oxygen from the ventilator. The heart has its own natural pacemaker that compels it to beat and it does not know the brain has died. The heart then feeds oxygenated blood to all the other organs, keeping them functioning as well. The human being, the organism, is dead, but its organs can continue to function for a short period of time after the death of the brain. But let's be clear, no one has ever, ever, ever woken up from brain death. Understanding these medical terms can help us better cope with end-of-life medical situations that we may face in the future. patient is alive, a PVS patient is alive, a Lou Gehrig patient is alive even though he can't move, his brainstem dead patient is dead. The first opposition came about when the statement was made, Rabbi Feinstein never wrote such a children, that it was printed by me in the Eagles motion. Um, so uh, I responded to that, whoever asked the question, by sending him the handwritten tshuva, as Rabbi Feinstein wrote, all his tshuvas on this lined paper. So you have his handwriting, no, no one else could do so. And then the second issue uh, came about when uh, uh, someone with, uh, in an unconscionable way uh, declared that 
Rabbi Feinstein's son had denied that his father ever had approved the brainstem death. So Rabbi uh, Feinstein Schlitzer wrote a letter which was delivered uh, by hand to the one who had started that rumor uh, without much success because the rumor was repeated. And finally, David wrote a second letter in which there he said, I heard from my father that the person whose brainstem death is dead, even though the heart is beating there. That seemed to quiet down the opposition finally. And here, possibly, it's just, this is the picture of the lamb that was born after the sheep was decapitated. And my father's position was uh, very simply that the stopping of breathing is a point that that's death. It doesn't matter if the heart is functioning or it doesn't function. So long as he stops breathing, he's considered dead. That's the way he explained the Gemara in human. That's the way he said they always did in Europe when the clever Kaddisha went to test if a person is dead or not. And he always just attest his breathing and nothing else. I'll repeat again the same thing. If the breathing has stopped, then it's considered dead. And that's it. Nothing else. Even if the heart's still beating. Right. Right. And anything else is not a criterion. That's all. Right. Now, if, the, if all those guidelines go with those guidelines, he would agree with it. And if it doesn't, he doesn't agree with it. Mm-hmm. Right. Do you think Ramosha would have encouraged people to sign organ donor cards? I doubt it, but I don't know. Feinstein received a request for clarification whether organ donation is a mitzvah from Rabbi Weiss Zatzal when he was robbed in Manchester. Rabbi Weiss then became the head of the business at the Yerushalayim. And Rabbi Weiss received an answer so happens that I was at that time invited to Manchester to give a graduation address. Uh, and uh, I delivered it by hand. And Rabbi Feinstein wrote, and it's found in Igles Moshe, the second chalik of Yoridea, the very last response from there is written to Rabbi Weiss, in which he says uh, organ donation being, not discussing brain death, but organ donation per se, is a great mitzvah and should be done. To which Rabbi Weiss wrote a response, which I delivered by hand back to Rabbi Feinstein, saying, but you realize that families suffer great anguish over the thought of a loved one being mutilated. And the halacha is a broad principle, an umbrella principle. Halacha does not require you to suffer anguish in performing a mitzvah. This is Rabbi Weiss's response. Therefore, you say it's a mitzvah to give an organ, to allow organ donation, but the family will suffer anguish. Money you're supposed to spend to do a mitzvah, but not anguish. Only two mitzvahs require you to suffer. That's circumcision, mila, and yom kippur. To which Rabbi Feinstein answered, also published in that response. Indeed, you're correct that the halacha does not require you to suffer anguish to perform a mitzvah. But don't you realize that the mitzvah is not to feel any anguish when you're saving a human life? That's the main mitzvah, he said. The mitzvah says, don't you be anguished. You're saving a human life. Nothing could give you greater joy than that. Oh, wow. Very difficult to get up here after that. I'll just tell you that about 20 years ago, yeah. my father-in-law had a major hemorrhagic stroke. The neurologist said he was brain dead. He was out. And when we even called Rabbi Tenbrook, Rabbi Tenbrook said, the neurologist says he's brain dead, bury him. But Schechter said, right. don't touch him. Right. He's on a respirator. And then he gave, right. he gave some pizzas on if you when they disconnect. Right, exactly. Right. So that's what I... Right, exactly. So that's what I want to... I want to clarify here. Um, SCP is an unbelievable program, Hevra. But certain... No, 
certain things are a little bit more complicated. And, uh, and we're going to see it. And it's, uh, that was very important. I, I mean, I, I, was never, I never had the opportunity to hear Rav David Feinstein's opinion on the matter. But as, as Dr. Fisher is pointing out, um, it's, it's, it's not simple. It's a very heated topic. I don't want to spend too much time on it because, uh, as I'm sure you, many of you have known, uh, and are, are aware that this is a very heated topic. Unfortunately, we just had something in the community. We had the, a Shiloh that uh, was relevant to this situation about pulling the plug in this, in, in, in this situation. Um, and there's set situations for cardiologists. The Shiloh that was just, I was just discussing with someone about doing heart transplants, and uh, which is all dependent on, on this very question. So I'm going to actually skip a little bit, and uh, please remind me that we have to get back to the end of Bikr Kolim. But with this heavy introduction and going out of order in order to, uh, to, to, to make sure that we can see the videos, I feel that it's not fair that we don't give the background to understand where things are, uh, are holding. As, as Dr. Fisher said, Rabbi Shafter holds uh, stark not like what we just said, and many other Abonim. Um, happens to be this is the opinion of the Rabbanut in Eretz Yisrael. That the Rabbanut in Eretz Yisrael is that brain death is death and uh, would allow for organ donation. Um, doesn't necessarily obligate, and uh, we're going to see a tshuva revavadya said it should be up to the family, but according to a heart transplant, according to Rav Shefter, is absolutely usher. Um, and, you're, and, and, and the relevant halachos of a goses, as we're going to learn about being very careful when, and this is very tricky, Rabosai, because uh, it's, complicated, it's complicated for family and to realize, and that's why it's really important for us to be aware of these halachos, but to where to draw the line is very, very complicated. You don't get a clear Agdara from Shulchan Aruch. You're not allowed to move anyone who has the, is in the category of a gosis. What is a gosis? A gosis is a person who's about to die. When does that happen? What, what's the criteria? Shulchan Aruch doesn't tell us. According to some postkin, what that means is that you're going to die within three days. Okay. Well, I don't know until <laughs> three days happen. So it's, you know, when things are, are difficult, or Shechter has quoted to be given Allah as one of the Avarim Shanishama Tluyaba, one of the vital organs go. So then, uh, you know, that, 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 that it's very, that's almost impossible to live without, so that you know it's inevitable that this person is going to die. I mean, as I'm sure, you know, others can, can attest to this, I'm talking, just my personal situation, everybody said there's so many times with my father at the end of his life that we thought he was at the end, and then he came back. And it's very, very difficult to know. Very difficult to know when the halachas of Gaisis apply. You know, you need medical advice. You need doctors in all these areas. You need, as Rabbi Kalimer once told me, that, that's wrong. As Rabbi Kalimer told me almost all the time that I used to speak to him, you need from doctors that you trust. Because in the hospitals today, the Mechilas covered the doctors, in the hospitals today, unfortunately, they are trying to kill people. And, they are, and they're not trusted. And they don't have Ashkafa of B'nai Taira. And you need to have people that you trust that could assess your situation in terms of these, uh, in terms of these difficult Shilas. And one of them is a Goises. Another Shila, which is not as severe, is also you have to know when things are Amin al You don't want to do this too early, but you also don't want to do it too late. So when to say Vidun. And a person should say and should confess. And that's why these halachos that we're going to learn are very relevant. So we're going to come back to the vidoy. We're going to come back to the goses. So in terms of when is death, and which has extreme relevance, just explained clearly, Rabbi Yisai, if you hold, like Dr. Fisher was saying before, that brain death is death, so because I could be on a, vent- a person could be on a ventilator, so therefore, you can potentially do something incredible, like be, donate a heart to someone else who, who has heart issues because you're, not, you're no longer killing them. Whereas if you hold, like the other shitas, you're actually violating the Isser of Ritzicha, and that's Yarag Val and you can't even move them. So this is an extremely serious shaila, and it's really not clear 
from the poskim, and it's a big, big question. In addition to this Gemara that we're about to learn, which is the main source we're going to focus on, Rav Shechter points out that in Hilcha Shabbos, we hold that the Isser of Natilas Neshama is extracting blood. Why is that? Because Ki Hadam Huanefesh. The way a person is determined to be alive is through his circulatory system, through his dam. And when the blood is pumping, so that is life. Says The Gemara says that you are now being noitel neshama, even though I'm only extracting a little bit of blood, because mali katla kula, the Gemara says, mali katla palga. Just like you can kill something legamre, you can kill something partially. So if you extract some blood from a human being, so that is a little bit of a, that is, that is in the parsha of Nitilas Neshama, of affecting its life source. So Shechter is of the opinion that that's another raya to the fact that life is, 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 is a source of the circulatory system and therefore dependent on the heart which pumps the blood through the body. Yeah, Zach. Um, if we get to this, then I don't need yeah. an answer right now. But, um, the answer is we're going to get to it, but yeah, go on. Uh, I, I, I've heard that when someone dies, they're supposed to be buried with everything. Like even if like, there's blood on the ground, you're supposed to try to scrape no, it off. That's, that's if they were killed. Oh, so yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. yeah. So I just noticed, all right, and maybe this is not necessarily an actual thing, but maybe it's a medical question, but Doug was, was talking about cessation of breathing. And so if someone's on a ventilator after brain death, like, are they considered to not be breathing? If someone's on a ventilator, after brain if death, they're not breathing on their own. Not breathing on their own, but if they're breathing with assistance, Sort of Meaning, like this situation with the with with having having brainstem right. damage, and then you're you're artificially breathing. Right. So that's not. So was saying that's not breathing. Or right. Right. I wasn't clear. To me. That's what he said. I think so. Yeah. That's what he was I think saying. so. I think so. I'm sorry, Zach. I made a mistake. That's not true. What I said to you. Every we are mockbid by everyone to try to get as much as much as possible by the by the people that are killed. So even but by, by, by people that are killed will try to get even extra aneous blood from that's what Zaka does. Zaka will try to collect all of the blood that is a special kapara for the mace. If I believe the, I don't know if anyone here from the Khabar Kadish here I used to be yeah we so would be very mocked. Blood, that blood that's detached from the body. Blood that's not connected to the body. You'll be mocked to bury with? Blood that was on the body or right. in our work. Right. Pull that in so right. Exactly right. That. So blood that's, that's still blood. connected to the body, yes. they, they're, they're going to bury with. When it comes to being buried with, meaning what's going on in Eretz Yisrael now, they'll try to get any blood, even if not connected to the body, because that's going to add as a special as special kapara because they were killed al Kiddush Hashem. But if they're not killed, then you, then you don't have to worry about like the organs. I think no, the organs. But here, here, yeah, the, for sure. No, I didn't understand what you were asking. For sure, you should bury. Ideally, you should bury. Not only that, we're going to learn later on. There's halacha. Even if a person's alive, you should bury their organs. There's halacha kur by the organs. The shail over here is. Hatzal's nefashas is doicha everything. So even if that's the ideal, you were being mekayim mitzvah's kvur on the body, but according to Rav Moshe's cheshven, according to Rav Tenler, you're saving a life over here. So just like we would be doicha, we're, we're also... Stop there for a second. Forget kvura. You're violating nivel amis. You're not allowed to do this. You're not allowed to touch and, and, and dissect and open up a body after it dies. That's one issue. Another issue. You're, an, a mace is also about no. You're not allowed to get any benefit from a mace. We learn out from, from, from Miriam, from Eglarufa, El- the Gemara Zalimud, a mace is also about no. So, so what's there to talk about? The answer is, Bikuch Nefesh. If I can drive a car on Shabbos for Bikuch Nefesh, I can be Deichel Yisr of Yisr of Yisr of 
of of of kvura, the mitzvah of kvura. I could be doich the yisur of 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 what I say yisur ena nivol ames everything. There's tons of yisurim that we're violating, which is the which is great. I don't have one question on the sheet of organ donation based on any of those yisurim deoraisa that I just mentioned. There's one big question, ritzicha. That's the question. Every other thing we're going to override. There's no question. Does, does, it's not even on the playing field. But now you're going to tell me I can kill a guy based on that? That loimotzin. So that gets back to the question. Am I killing the guy or am I not killing the guy? Very simple question. How do you define life? Right? Not from a hashkafic standpoint. <laughs> How do you define life? And then that will have implications whether or not I can override any one of these isurim but the organs, like, uh, I couldn't care less about the mitzvah of Kura. Let's p- throw that out the window. Like, I'm pushing saving a life over here. There's no... I, I have, I, the mitzvah of Kura is the last on the totem pole. I have many more Yisurim that I'm violating before I get to that. But, uh, but that's the question. Anyway, well, we had that's that they're actually claiming that. Huh? On this video, on this interview. Who's? Rabbi Eliada. Rabbi Eliada, yeah. yeah said, oh, oh, in Eretz Yisrael. They said they're actually cleaning them up. Cleaning? The bodies, the bodies. But then, the, but then they're probably burying with the. Yeah, because I because I think they want the schus to go up to Shemaim with the with the dam Yeah, there's a lot of Kabbalah that the the uh, the the writes about it in Shuvis also that um, that the uh, when someone's killed Al Kiddush Hashem that. There's uh, the Malachamavis is not the same way involved. You're not the, the lashon of the Zoyar is that the dam is not the the, the, the sword of the Malachamavis is not involved, and there's a special kapara that comes from from those individuals. So we have different chilukim of uh, 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 of those uh, of those those things. But uh, as Dr. Fisher mentioned, but those things that are connected to the body or on the body, you want to keep that as whole as possible in order to uh, in order to bury everything. But yeah, we're going to have to get to, the, to all those other things. But if there's an option here to save a life, so then. So what is the source? Everybody said, let's just try, try to go quickly because we have a lot to cover. So the main source is a Gemara in source number 24. So the Gemara says, here is talking about a situation where a building toppled and you, there are boulders on the ground and you have to remove the boulders on Shabbos in order to potentially save a life. There is a iser of moving the boulders, potentially chayrish, potentially boyne, for sure a violation of muktza, and uh, and unless there's pikuach nefesh, we're not going to be matzad. So the Gemara says, how do you check of whether or not a person's alive? You check by his nostril. What does that mean? You check by his nostril or both side? In other, if I would translate this Gemara. I check if he's breathing. I check if he's breathing. Rashi says, "Vim ein chias bechotmo sheino motzi ruach vaday meis viyani chelu." So if a person is not breathing, so you know for sure that he's dead, and you should leave him there and no longer transgress the violation of Shabbos any chil Shabbos with moving any of the boulders. So Gemara qualifies as follows: Amar So right there, Rabbi I would say, end of story. Rav Meisher of Tenler. Zehu, it's the end of the day. Breathing. Breathing, and therefore, if you're breathing, you're alive. If you're not breathing, you're dead. Brain death. Amra Papa, machloikes mimata lamala, aval mimata lamata, kevin de balak leyad chotmo, shuv enu tsarich. Tixiv kolash enishmas ruchayim ba'apav. Gemara says there's a machloikes. What's the machloikes? I'm sorry, I didn't read the whole Gemara. That's the first shita. Sorry, that was important. So there's, a, there's another shita in the Gemara that says you should check whether or not the heart's beating. Okay? So that, instead of what I said before, that it's a clear cut, that it's the breathing, there's another shita in the Gemara that says you have to check the heart. Sounds like the Gemara predated our current debate and the Gemara has a machlekes, whether or not life is hearing the heart or 
brain death, hearing a breath. So then the Gemara qualifies, and the Gemara says, Amra Papa, the Machlekes in the Gemara above is Mimata Lamala, is if a person's moving boulders and checking the body from the feet upwards towards the upper part of the body. Aval Mimala Lamata, but if you're going from above, from the head downwards, Whoa. What we thought was a simple machlekes, which we think is the modern day machlekes, is brain death, is it respiratory, is it circulatory, what's, what's life, what's death. Rav Papa seems to throw that out right away, because if that was the case, why would Rav Papa qualify and say, it depends where you're checking from. Are you checking from the bottom? Are you checking from the top? And everyone agrees when you're checking from the top and you're moving downwards. Why should that be? If there was a if there was a shita that really held that like Rav Shechter holds ki nefesh and it's circulatory, so then, so then, so then it shouldn't matter what direction you're going. That's life. Is the heart pumping or is the heart not pumping? And the other shita should be: is the is the person breathing or is the person not breathing? So let's read Rashi carefully. Amra Papa machlekes mi mamata Machlekes da'anach tanai. This machlekes that we stated above. The maromar libo. One person said, we checked the heart. Umaromar adchotma, we checked the nostrils. Milamata lamala shemotziu derech margolosov. Tchila, he finds the feet. That's where he finds the person. Uboidik, it's, it's like, it's frightening to, to be learning this Gemara right now. When we know what's going on in Eretz Yisrael. When he's, shemotzo derech margolosov, he finds the body, the feet. And then the person slowly approaches up to the head. One person says in such a situation, you should check the heart because that's where his chiyas is found. His heart is pumping. What does Rashi say, Rabbi? He said, listen carefully. So Rashi says, why? Because sometimes, sometimes, it's not so clear from the heart, and it's much clearer from the Chotin. Which, by the way, I don't know if they, they still practice this, Dr. Fisher, but the, the Minig, the Gesher Chaim writes, and the, many of the many Poskim write, that if you want to be extra careful and check, they would put a feather by the nostrils, and they would see if the feather moves. Because it would be clearer, like Rashi is saying, it would be clearer to check, what? So it's 25. He says the feather, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, you're right. So it's not talking about the Chachmas Adam, yeah. So Rabbi Sai, from Rashi, if anything, I would ask, if I would think from Rashi, right? Rapapa took the, what we thought was a Machlekes Tanoim, and he says, that's nothing to do with that. It's just where, where you're going from one to the other. But if from Rashi, Rashi seems to say, by the way, sometimes you have a better verification where from the nostrils, not because life is based on breathing, but only because, says Rashi, it's not so nikar and recognizable from the heart. So therefore, I might have to rely on something else to know where, whether or not this person's still living. If Rashi, re- again, if Rashi really held that life was, according to this shita, was, or, or, or according to any shita, according to Rashi, was really about the, about the breathing, Rashi shouldn't say, oh, because it's not so recognizable by the heart. Sounds like Rashi's saying, really, the heart is life, but you just don't know from the heart. So that's why we're going to fall back sometimes on the nostrils and on the breathing. That's going to be the sheet of the Chacham Tzvi. That he thinks from this Rashi, life should be based on the heart. And you don't see anything from this Gemara. But the Chacham Sadam was a big Paisik, Chay Adam. La'achar Shameis in 25. Lo yazizu oso techev shemenes alif el yisha ma'at. First, impor- first rule Rabbi Yisai. The first thing is, just like I said before, we'll see in source number 23, the biggest halacha is, after a person dies, do not move him. Because you don't know if he's fully dead. And if he's not fully dead, and he's still in the halacha of a goisis or baisai, so therefore, chas v'shalom, a person moves him, he just 
the Shokhanarach writes, uh, even in, if a person didn't have a das and he didn't know and he come out, it's scary. It's Ritzicha. It might be Ritzicha B'Shayi, but it's Ritzicha. It's a very, very Chomer Shaila. You have to be very careful about this. So La'ach Shemais, the Minig is to leave him. I don't know, all Chavar Kedishas, the Minig is to Yishama'at. I know many leave for a half hour. For a half hour, you don't move the body to just make sure until you know. Unless there are other signs. B'Noyagim, and there are those that have a minig, la'aniach eitz on the chir of noitzeh, v'nishar munach sham b'yadu ha'shemes, v'oz omrim teichav tzidah kadim. So again, I don't know why that's a raya, necessarily, the Chachmas Adam held that, uh, that breathing is the, is the, is the, is the, is the he just paskin that, that, uh, that, that archotmo, and therefore, that, uh, that could be enough of a proof if he's dead, but I don't necessarily know from there how to classify a person who's brain dead if he's dead or not in terms of this very important Shiloh. But look at the Chacham Tzvi in source number 26. Adar Abba. Mimeno rayu ledvarenu ki rashi diak because of the Zolashono. Demar amar belibo yesh lahavchim im yesh bo chiyash nishmoso dofekasham. Umar amar ad chotmo dezimnin dein chiyash nikar belibo v'nikar v'chotmo. Not that he's not agreeing fundamentally on what life is. It's just not as clear. The neshama exists. Life is ma mishkana. It rests in in the heart. Okay, the person's weak. I can't tell. I can't hear a beating. It's deep down. Therefore, the Chacham Tzvi said clearly that he thinks from Rashi on this Gemara, he thinks circulatory uh, living is the definition of life. And this was the opinion of Rabbi Lazar Waldenberg, the Rav of Shari Tzedek, before of Asher Weiss, and he believed that heart transplants were absolutely usher. In Torah Sorotum 27, I shook al asrachus hamachridus b'yom me'elu beis ha'cholim rambam b'chaifa l'geshes b'kalas dash l'hash d'leiv v'kobid me'ishu hudi ha're'eu tachas Hashem shel toirem v'nitram He heard that people are donating hearts I mean, I don't need to stress to you how much of a Chomer Shaila we are discussing right now. You're killing a person that dies later, even if he's temporary, temp- only temporarily living, he was going to die. We know from before Rosh Hashanah, Rabbi Yisai, speech I give every, every, uh, every Arab Rosh Hashanah, Baruch Aleinu Rosh Hashanah Azos, Chai will be Mechal Shabbos for Chai for even living another minute, Rabbi Yisai, a moment in Yiddishkeit is an eternity, and therefore it's Ritzicha, even if a person will die within a minute. Anything taking out the, the liver or the lave from such a person is Ritzicha. I don't know, because I guess maybe some... He says this is, you know, like or yeah. close to. It's very interesting. That yeah, I don't know. That I don't know. Yeah, if you're taking out the lave, that should be Ritzicha Mamish. Yeah, I don't know. You have to scream your head off about this. We have to stop this, Kitzer. Okay. Now, Rabbi Sai, those are the Machmirim, and that, but we have to be honest. And on the other hand, Rabbi Sai, there's a lot of, uh, you know, it's very easy to say when you don't need the organ. You know, but but there is there's what to uh, there's what to talk about people and and to understand again if it's also it's also if it's a suffering you know that's 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 my masseur from my rebbeim 
is that it's Suffolk Ritzicha and you cannot be Mekal in the Shiloh. But we also have to be sensitive to the people that are asking the Shiloh when there are other posts come out there and someone needs a heart. I do understand it. But you know? they're going to kill him, right? Well, I don't, we shouldn't call them the killer. Right. Them exactly. exactly. <laughs> People walk nefesh in both directions. It's like, yeah. it's like in Dine Momenus, the Rishonim right, is that, uh, is that it's, it's, it's not, it's, it, why don't you say, the Gemara says like, oh, you have a suffix in Dine Momenus. Why don't you say suffix in Lakula? So the Rishonim right, yeah, because you have a Din Torah. It's, it's Lakula to him, but it's Lakumra to him. So it's not suffix in Lakula. You know, it's like, every Kula has a Lakumra when it's, when it's two sides. So at these right, yeah, it's just that Akash uh, Baruch who created the Shiloh over here, and this person has the heart. The other person doesn't have the, have the heart. So that's, uh, you're, now you want to create a new Eitzah to help this individual, and you're doing that Aliyah Suffolk Ritzicha. And according to these posts, it wasn't even Suffolk. What do Shomel Zaman hold about this? Very interesting. Yeah, Evan. Um, some of the modern source number 24, um, if we're comparing circulatory to respiratory, why is one... Uh, Exhale of the gives uh, internal and the other external. It tells us to check the breath by the nose and the other one is the heart. Wouldn't it make more sense to compare the heart to the lungs, let's say? I mean, why the lungs? Meaning, I, I don't need the lungs. I could just check, I could check even without, you know, I have a better way of checking. God's the only, so we give that because... You have another eight, you have an easier eight when it comes to breathing. But so, no like the Chacham Tzu was saying, the lave yeah. is sometimes very difficult. It's very, it's deep in. You need a stethoscope sometimes. But here, I just, I could have a feather. I could just listen. I can, it's very easy to check. Yeah. I understand. Like, Tachlis, even the Chachem Tzvi has to admit that, like, Lemaisa, we're relying on breathing as enough. So how, if, if it was delayed... You're relying on breathing to know whether or not the lave, in certain situations, for Shabbos, will allow you to rely on breathing to sometimes be mavar whether or not the lave is intact, but not to define life. Not to define, it's just to find out the lave, it's just because they didn't have a, a pulse thing. Right. Is what he said. Exactly, yeah. So, so said Rabbi Shlomo Zalman, Barat in Torah number 28, Baram, miyad kashar roifen ichlitu al geza ha-moyach shekfar meis, dino vadai kegoise sha'osa lahazaz oso afilu ziz kolshu, kishazel lo tovosa. Says, those who decided that brain death is death, it's not true, you're a goisis, and you can't move the body whatsoever. So it sounds like from there, Shlomo Zalman is in the camp of Rav Shechter. He's in the camp of, uh, it's not just Rav Shechter, but uh, you know, many of the Rabbanim that hold brain death is not death, and it's circulatory. L'chein, he says, And therefore it's not right for a person to apply and to be part of the organ donation uh, cause. But now continue, Rabbi Say. Totally in about face. Hanisayon shenasa im kivsam uberes mipnei ataina de muvur begemara erchen zayinam an aleph deloi meshkachas sha'isha tomas koidem vavlad yichya. So Rav Shlomo Zalman held that the proof that Brain death is not death, is that an animal, that they did a test, that the animal without brain could give birth to a baby. So it's a raya that it's still alive because the Gemara in Erechen and Davzayin and Aleph tells us that it's impossible for the mother to be dead and for it to be giving birth to a live child. Rakla Acha Shekvar Yoshva Ala Mashver Avalulaf Nezit. Behol Shia Duasha Yom. Since today we know. Efsher Leilid Uber Chaimi Ishamu Beres. Shekvar Mesa Moach Mochi. Since we know today, science showed us that a woman who's brain dead could give birth to a child. In Cain, are you talking the Cholzman Shalev poem, Aydem Chonas Anishama? That's proof that as long as her heart is pumping, she's still alive. And therefore, brain death is not dead. Because of the ventilator, 
Afsha ima kfar mesa. Basically, the mother can now be considered like an incubator and she can give birth even though she's dead. Ki agufa mishamesh ra ke'en incubator lipagim. Mazat pagim. Babies? Infants? Infants. No, no, babies that were born before the... Right, right. Premies. Yeah. Ba'uchichu ezeh al yidea nisayon shel akfasot shegam la'achar atazaz kol arosh even after they chopped off its head shel ima v'yivadai mesa no one's going to argue that an animal without a head is going to be alive. And yet, the animal could still hold the baby like an incubator for the primis. So, Rav Shlomo Zaman says, sounds like science basically showed that my proof is not a proof, and brain death still could be death, and the fact that you can deliver is not necessarily a kasha. Um, what he said, he have a different way of look. Science shows that a, a, that 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 the there could be there could be this concept that an animal with a chopped head can still act as an incubator and can give birth even though it's clearly not alive. Um, no. So then, It seems proof proven that the body could be viewed as an incubator. And unlike I originally thought that it was impossible. So, again, if you would ask from the end of the tshuva, it sounds like Shomel Zaman saying, Brain death is death. Ach, afal piche, al mishmarti amoda kemoshe kasafti kodem. I will stand by what I wrote beforehand. Why? For an entirely different reason. She'ein lismoch bavados alameda arufui kolzman shadayin yesh piimas leiv afshekaru lavadai shezerak mepnei amachshir bilvad. But says Rav Zalman, but you don't know. You don't know for sure, and you're not 100% sure, and therefore we don't want to rely just on, it's, it's he's only living because of all these machines and all these things, so therefore I don't think, even though he agrees in Lumdis, that brain death might be death, but it's not going to change his psak in terms of to be a, 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 a person who partakes in organ donation. Rav Moshe in Yerdei and Chelik Dalit, which is the tshuva that was written to Rav Tenler. Again, like Rav Tenler said himself, many people think that this was a forge. I'm not Halila. I'm not quoting my own opinion. Just giving you the facts, Rabbi Yisai. A lot of debate about this. And uh, clearly Rav David, David Feinstein doesn't think so. In Inechti Agon Rav Mordechai Tenler Shlita. What? Oh, because he's Rav Mo- he's he, what was his first name? Rav Moshe Tenler. Ah, Rav Moshe Tenler. Got it. Right. Diber iti bar. I got confused. Diber barichus bekamam beisvikus vachikirish nitzchatlo itzel yididi machmas achros apsak shal arakos aroshit b'New York lekabalas mashim mechona etzlam misa samoach kagdaras misa lemaisa. Next second paragraph. Kavisha shamati mechosti mirav agon. Moshe Tenler, Harkos Kiblu Rakim Agdaras Amavish Shihi Gam Sodekas Ladina, Hagdarash Korim Lara Rofin, Harvard Criteria, Shenechshav Mamish Kenechtach Rosho, that brain death is as if the head was chopped off, Rotzalomer Shalachoyla, Shikashir Miskamis Tanai, Harvard Hamoah, Harvard Hamoah, Kvar Mishamish Misakel, Rachmanul Islan. Vine Avsha Lev Adayin Yochul Litchov, even though the heart can still beat Lakama Yamim, he is considered dead. This was also signed by Ravadi Yosef in source number 30. You could read the entire letter. And he writes over here that... What? Yeah, but he got... He got it from... 
it's it says the letters are from it's yeah, but he, he says it. Right, exactly. Right, right. right. Yeah, yeah. The editor right. said, "Yes, I said." Right, 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 exactly. So that's the uh, that's the that's the teeth. He writes there. He writes there that it's uh, that it's considered death. That it's considered death. And the last paragraph. The last paragraph. So let's read the last paragraph because the rest is. Let's just read it quickly. Maran um, Shlita. Let's see the third paragraph. You got it. Chiva Daito clarified. Das Tayra Shemi Ikra Din Amavas Nikba. When is Mavis decided? In most Hamboach Kulo. Kolo Ageza Amoach Vasakas Anishamas Baofen built the Afuch. Person's brain death, that's death. Ubavacha Kol Yasa Alpine Amonim. Okay, now we know what he means. Sheikimu Veedem Yuchedes Akolo as Tamil Chacham Bikim Binyanze. You need trustworthy people and Tamil Chacham. Shizbar Bidiktik Bamita Shaachin Nenkatu Kola Tsaodam Adrushim and Erechu Kola Abdikos Arafuas Bizet. The low Yotzim and Aklal. Everything needs to be checked out. So this is a little a little confusing. I agree with you. Listen to what he says over here. The Gamzaos Dorish Maran Shlita. Rabbi required this. Shetinosin schus mifureshes lechol adam olamishpachto to give to everyone or to his family. Shelo yintaku menamachshirim not to unplug the machines. Below yitlu mimenu evarim and do not take away any limbs or organs. From this category, don't do any actions. So I'm like reading this paragraph exactly like you read it. Like, what? Where did that come from? That was from left field, literally. Because that was the opposite of what he just said. But the answer is, it's not, I don't think it's a stira. He's saying, yes, I believe brain death is death. And therefore, Rabbi is saying, that there is, a, there is the ability to do organ donation. But that schus should be given to each person to decide. And it doesn't automatically create a chiv to donate those organs, which I think makes a, a lot of sense. And that was the shita of Rabbi Vadya Yosef. So Rabbi Yosef, that's the story. And all I explained to you, Rabbi Shechter's, Additional arguments you can see, and I believe he has an Ikbeat Zon, if I remember correctly. He has uh, Arichas on this. And, uh, and uh, that's why Rav Shechter, even, even within the camp of, 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 of how to address end-of-life issues like Dr. Fisher was talking about, the Ramal we're going to see later is going to say that there is a clock. If there's a clock that's ringing or like a... What do you call those? Uh, no, the the, um, the 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 chime clock. Well, there's a special name for those old grandfather clocks. Clock? The grandfather clocks. Thank you. Yeah. The grandfather clocks. That's that keeps on making a continuous sound, and that's keeping a person alive. So the Ramah writes that you're allowed to stop that. That the the body that's responding to the beat or to the sound, you're allowed to externally stop something that will now not, not, uh, not that the body will ultimately, Bederach Grama, indirectly, will now stop, uh, stop uh, beating. And therefore, that's the big question, according to, uh, according to Rav Shechter, would allow in many situations for maybe not putting in a feeding tube or maybe not doing any additional, uh, you know, actions in certain situations. Again, Rabbi Yisai, Lo Aleinu, you should never know this, but these, these, these uh, issues are very, very delicate and, uh, and, and very, you know, very, very sensitive. And no one should make these calls and discussions from anything we're discussing right now. This is heavy, heavy shilas that need to be discussed with Rabbonim, with Bali Eitza, with people that are not Nogea Bedover. And uh, it's a very, very complicated sugya. Rabbi Shlomo Zalman, uh, you know, discusses the fact that the patient might be in pain. And, uh, or, 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 sorry, Moshe talks about the fact that the person might be in pain and that might be the will of the patient if he's in so much, you know, incessant pain to, to not proactively, you know, give other uh, end-of-life care to allow him to, uh, to, 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 to die. Shomel Zalman takes into effect embarrassment. He has a tshuva about the busha that a person wouldn't want to live on in this state. Is that something... So I heard from Rav Usher Weiss, I remember when I was in the Parsha with my father, it was a frustrating Parsha. 
because poskim do not give clear hagdaras. Um, and I, uh, I, I was a, a little, I was a little mechutzaf. In the middle of a shear, I, I, I remember uh, there was a, uh, a shear that Rav Asher Weiss was giving, and I, and, I, and I basically said, I was like, what's the hagdara? I said, you know, do we pass like Rav Sholazam? Do we pass like Rav Maisha? What's the hagdara? You know, obviously being very emotional. My father was suffering. My father was in a difficult matzav. And uh, I knew Rav Shechter's, you know, mahalach, but not everyone sees eye to eye, even in terms of his extrapolation of what the Ramaz Psak of the clock that that means that you don't have to give basic feeding and medicine. It's a very, very complicated Shiloh. So Rav Asher Weiss Bishaito, and again, don't quote me on this. You have to check with Rav Asher Weiss. In every situation is different. I'm telling you right now, every situation is different. The doctors are smiling right now. Because every situation is different, and there is no cloud like this, Rav And the frustrations that I went through is a, is a continuous saga. Um, Rav Asher Weiss Bishaito did say, when I was pushing very hard, he did say that uh, if a person is suffering, is very has a lot of pain, and a person does, you know, we do take that into account in situations where there is irreversible damage, and something that Alpid Derechateva doesn't seem like it's going to change. So that gives a lot, a, a little bit of a mahalach for such a such a gadol like that. For Rav for, for Shechter, it's a little simpler. You know, you, you, you have Agdara from the Ramah about where, but others, others, I'm just being honest over here, others don't think that the Ramah is a source, that now you can't, that you're not going to, uh, to give normal care, normal feeding, normal daily uh, uh, approaches to, a, you know, regular mahalchim that we would do for every, every sick person. And that's uh, maybe, maybe to do something more invasive, that's not necessarily required. But uh, these are very dakistic halachas, Rabbi and need to be dealt with very delicately. Okay, so we finish, at least we finish brain death, but, um, and we have to go back and now fill in the examples, depending on what you define as death, now we'll leave that parsha, and now we'll decide, we'll now go to plug in. So once a person is not dead, and all he is is a goises, which is very often at the end of death, whether in, you know very close to death within three days, or he loses an avish and a shamat So now my restrictions and my opposed to vidoy, and I'm just going to close with this, Rabbi, because I'm going to forget. Rav Meisha has a chuv over here. We're not going to read it in science. We don't have time. It's it's in the end of the bigger cholim. Rav Meisha has a chuv over here. As we were talking about davening for a person at the end of the life, part of bigger cholim is not visiting a mace. It's not visiting someone who's sick, but also davening on their behalf. If Ramban writes, if you don't daven for someone, you're not mekayim the mitzvah bikr cholim. The purpose is to daven for them. That is the purpose. So what happens if a person is suffering and he doesn't look like he is going to have a refuah like we're talking about now? Does a person have the ability to daven for the opposite? There were people in this community that have had this shayla in this situation. They've asked me the shayla. Can a person daven for a person that he should stop suffering and that death should come quicker, and, uh, and he should die. So there is a story from the Gemara in Subis, and Dalit, with the suffering of Rebbe, and the, the maidservant of Rebbe, that she wanted that the Talmidim should stop davening for him, because he was suffering, and she broke a plate, in order that they would stop davening, and then ultimately he died. So Rav Maisha writes over here, in Igris Maisha, in source number 20, so he quotes this from Moshe to say, you see from this, the Ran's commentary on this Gemara, that there are certain times that a person should daven, that not that he should have a refuah, but that he should die. Now, this I, I, I wrote, I, I told Eliada, I wrote to a few Rabbanim, I think that this is a misquote of the Rav Moshe. Rav Moshe is quoting this Ran in the context of what we were just talking about, about certain times giving, uh, uh, stopping certain care and taking to, a, to account the suffering of the patients in end of life situations. And he brings this discussion of the Ran, of that there were certain Rishonim that held that you could even dive in for a person who is, is, is unfortunately suffering, doesn't look like he's going to have a, a recovery, and the Ran held, based on Rebbe, that you can dab. 
If you look at the next tshuva in Igris Moshe, in Simen, not Ayin Gimel, Simen Ayin Dalit, Rav Moshe writes black on white, we do not paskin like this. It's a misquote, in my opinion, of Rav Moshe Shita. Rav Moshe writes, this was for people who knew exactly how to daven. Rav Chanina ben Doisa knew exactly how his tefillos were going to be miskavel. We are not bailam on like this. Rav Moshe writes, this is not our practice anymore. We don't daven like this. This is Rav Vazner shita. This is, this is many other Paiskim shita. I'm not saying it's everyone's shita, but I'm not convinced that it's Rav Moshe shita. And many Paiskim think that it's not necessarily the correct practice to daven for this. We should daven that a person stops suffering. We should daven that a Baruch Hu does whatever is correct to do. But not everyone accepted this. Uh, so I, I just wanted to point that out in terms of the uh, Indian of tefillah, of davening. It was the Ram's opinion, but that's not necessarily the Psaqla Alacha of Rav Moshe and all other places.